you guys for joining us for yet another episode of Tuesday with Tamika. And y'all already know I'm the Tamika of the Tuesdays. <laughs> and I just really wanted to welcome you guys in. And honestly, thank you guys. Thank you so, so much. I, You guys already know that I am big on gratitude. It's just the way that I live my life. And I've noticed that being grateful lends a reward. So let me just brag for a minute. Tuesday with Tamika, we done hit 3,000 downloads. Woo, woo. <laughs> and I know that it's because of gratitude. I want to thank you guys for listening, for sharing. Continue to do those things. Continue to rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five star. Go on over and leave your review. You can listen on Spotify. You can listen on Apple. You can listen where everywhere, everywhere that podcasts are fine. But make sure you are listening. You hear me? And also make sure you are sharing this content with other people. Thank you guys for sharing it in your Instagram stories and your Facebook stories and being faithful TWT family. Like I truly, truly appreciate you guys. This week, as the whole month of February, we've been talking about self-love. We know that this is the, the month for Valentine's Day, also Black History Month, and those are two things that I love. I love love and I love my Black people. But I, one thing I know for sure is it all starts with self-love. Six years ago, seven years ago, when I really stepped into this, um, this empowerment space, this self-development space, one of the things that I often said is self-love is the best love. And literally, that is one honey. So when y'all are retweeting, tweetable moment, I need you guys to put self-love is the best love. Now, I know that that's something that's kind of cliche. We hear it a lot, but it's real, you guys. Like, you can't attract what you want. I know people are like, this is my bay year, 2020. I'm going to get married. I'm going to attract everything that I want. But I'm trying to tell you guys, none of that will come if you don't first love yourself. And here's another thing. This week, God really placed it up on my heart that self-love is really God-love. Because if we truly believe that we are created in his image, if we believe that we are children of God and we love God, like we like, yeah, I love God. I'm, you know, rocking with Jesus. Then you would also love you. You would love you. Like it, it just, that like clicked to me. Like loving myself is loving God. So that is our tweetable moment. Loving myself is loving God. And it doesn't mean that you're conceited. It doesn't mean that you're self-righteous. It just means that you know that you made of some good stuff. I can't wait to jump into this week's episode. If you can hear it in my voice, I am am I am excited because I have a dope, a dope, dope, dope person that I am interviewing. I'm super excited about this. Um, it's just amazing to me how our, our uh, paths cross um, when you're intentional and when you're really living your purpose. It's amazing because me just really stepping into my lane and, and this lady that I'm getting ready to introduce, her stepping into her lane, people connected us. We didn't have to go out and fish and do a lot of, you know, priding. It's like people are just like, nope, these two need to connect because this is going to be an amazing. So, hey, sis, you got a minute? Hey sis, hey sis, you got a minute? 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 Oh yes, I do. Yay! Hello. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. I have the amazing.
Chandria on the podcast today. And we're going to be talking about all things self-love, all things attracting the person that is meant for you. So, sis, tell us a little bit more about you and and just who you are uh, in this world, in the space that you take us. Wow. Thank you so much for the introduction, Tamika. It's a pleasure to be on your platform today. Everybody, I am Shandria Brownlow. I am a TV talk show host first. And I'm a brand new filmmaker um, here in Chicago, I'm just producing my very first short film that is set to premiere on Saturday. And so um, I love all things media. I love people. I love love just like you. <laughs> um, I love Black love. And so um, the first chance I got, I, I wrote a story about Black love during Black History Month, just in time for Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so perfect. I cannot wait for you to really just kind of give us some snippets about where we can definitely watch because I know I will be tuning in and I know that my the TWT family, they are loyal. So I know you're going to get some views from them. But Shandria, I, I know, this is what I know for sure, that we teach what we had to learn, right? Like, Yes. So things don't come. A lot of people look at me and they're like, oh, she's so positive. She's so motivational, inspirational. And I'm like, look, sis, this was a journey. Like I didn't just come to this. I had to learn these things and I continue to teach the things that I had to learn. So you creating this amazing short film and even just with the talk show, the TV show, everything that you have going on, how, tell me a little bit about your journey. Like how did you get, because you didn't just you know, Beyonce makes us believe I woke up like this, but in reality, right. it's a process. So tell me a little bit of your process. Sure. Um, I have been in love with media probably since I was about 12 years old. Uh, my father, actually, my late father was actually um, a camera operator for uh, uh, a news station here in Chicago for 40 years. And so, you know, I grew up with the media bug. <laughs> um, I watched them get up and go to work every day and, and you know, run camera for local news. And so I remember um, wanting to be a meteorologist as a kid, surprisingly. <laughs> I, it's funny because, like, I knew I wanted to be on TV, you know, so still, still on the line in some way. But I wanted to be a meteorologist. I just thought that was so cool and the science and, you know, being on TV and, you you know, people relied on you to tell them about the weather. It's hilarious to me even today. <laughs> Um, but when I was 12, um, my father took me down to the station. Um, it was like, he was like on vacation and we, he went pop down there and I went with him after school and it was during the four o'clock news broadcast, the live broadcast. And I remember the, like, I could see it myself just like it was yesterday, seeing the live taping and being inside the cold studio and seeing the three and four cameras and the. You know, they're behind the anchor desk and, you know, then you see the control room and then they, there was the weather segment, which I was hype about. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is me I want to be in front of the computer, the map, you know, the digital map. And then I see this guy in front of a green screen and I'm like looking at my dad, like, how was he in front? How was he? How was he? How was he in front of the, he's not even in front of a map. He's holding a, a clicker and, you know, so just seeing all those amazing moving parts really was like the spark in me at 12 and I held on to that I was always the kid you know we had a home video camera I was always the one at the parties you know <laughs> filming say something you know yeah. tell me your name you know you know I was pretending to be a radio DJ back I'm 39 so back when you could record 
cassettes and I'm like, hey, what's up? It's WCFS, which are my initials. It's WCFS. <laughs> and you're listening to the radio. Next up, you're about to hear Crisscross. And I was like doing my own remix. Yes. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> like, that's how I played. I played media. I played host. I played interviewer. I, those were the those are my games. I wasn't playing with dolls. Yeah. <laughs> I was pretending to be a, radio, a media because those are the things that I was I was very influenced by. You know, I was influenced by, you know, you ride in the car, you listen to the radio in the 80s and in the 90s. And those were like the it people like you're on the radio. You control the music, right. you know, and so <laughs> that stuck with me all through like my teen years. And then a friend of mine was like, I'm going to be in this summer institute this um summer institute at, at my college at columbia college here in chicago they had a high school institute for high school students and you could like take like almost like preview classes of like on a myriad of you know spaces photography so of course i took the, a video production class when i was in high school studio production absolutely loved it it's just like a six-week crash course you learn how to make your own productions. You you learn all the different jobs. Like this week, you might be the director. Next time, you might be the talent. You might be the producer. You might be the camera operator. You might be the gaffer. You might be, you know, you might do lighting. You might be a PA. You might be a director. <laughs> you know, you just rotate and you, you're on these teams and you work together. And I loved it. I loved it so much. And so, you know, after the program, I was, a, I was it was right after my senior year in high school. So when you're done, I met with a counselor and the counselor was like, you know, how did you like the experience? You know, would you like to go here? And I was like, I would love to go here. Wow. So they literally rolled me into the fall. I, I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I technically applied, but like, because I came from the high school program, I rolled right into, and those two credits went toward my degree. Wow. So, I mean, it felt, it feels, even today, it still feels pretty like when your path is aligned like how fluid that was mm -hmm. like you know I had friends that were like a, they were like panicking about SAT scores <laughs> and you know I applying I I think I applied to one college Western Governors University they had a tv and film program um I, I was it was very expensive it was out of state you know but I just mm -hmm. I just I didn't even really it choose it's the pathway chose me so yes. I feel like because it was my pathway already aligned for me I didn't have to hustle. I didn't have to plan it because my path was already illuminated for me. Like, you're going to go to Columbia. You're going to study media production. You know, you don't even know all the things you're about to do. That's how my course started, literally from my father's influences to me finding the thing that I was passionate about the most. I was passionate about creating. I was passionate about life in front of the scenes and behind the scenes. But it wasn't until you know, later in life where I stepped out and said, I'm going to start my own show, mm. you know, <laughs> I'm going to create this. But I created that my own program out of, out of the lack of opportunities. I felt like for um, women mm -hmm. of color, <laughs> for people of color, for fresh grads, you know, I'm fresh out of college and I didn't have a, a lineup of, of jobs like that, you know, for me to take on. And then a year passed. And then now you got a whole new crop of graduates yeah. <laughs> that you're competing for these jobs with. And that's the part I didn't like. I was very proud of my degree. I was very proud of what I learned. I was very proud of my skill set. I felt competent in the industry, but I wasn't happy with not being able to prove that. And because mm. I couldn't get a job, it's like, 
it's like standing in your own validation. I validate myself, you know, and that's just like mess with your head a little bit too, because you get this job, you get this degree and then you can't find a job. And now you have the pressure from, what are you doing now? What are you doing now? What are you doing now? Did mm-hmm. you find a job? Did you find a job yet? No, that does the, the job, the opportunities don't validate me. I validate me. I'm competent. I got the degree, whether I have a job or not, you know, I'm competent, whether somebody gives me an opportunity. And so I created opportunities because I could not, find a job fast enough you know so Mm -hmm. I was like okay I know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna start a show (laughs) I'm gonna start an entertainment show just and it wasn't even honestly to me it wasn't even about um getting it wasn't even about like getting to where I am now Mm -hmm. I I didn't I didn't see that yet right right you're on this journey you're not supposed to see exit 245 if you're still on one night. Come on. You don't know <laughs> what's on that exit yet. You're not supposed to know, you know, but the, but you have to keep driving. So at that part of the of that stage, I just knew eventually I'm going to get a job. And when they look, when I get that opportunity to be considered, I wanted to have some experience. So I was like, okay, I'm going to launch a show. And I launched this cute little independent show where I was like, I'm just going to interview local talent in Chicago. And then I can edit it and put the videos out online mm-hmm. easy peasy and then um I ended up meeting my former business partner and it's a completely different show completely different time you know but you know then there's the power of collaboration and these yes. are things like I learned early on but now I live by them these were like principles that I was exercising but I didn't I didn't really get it till later like the power of teamwork mm-hmm. the power of collaboration and together she and I were able to just like hit Chicago, hit the ground running. We interviewed so many amazing people. I'd probably say one of the most monumental people we interviewed was Queen Latifah. Wow. You know, to grow up watching like Living Single. Yeah. And then just an idea that I had in the kitchen just to create more opportunities, not only for myself, but I ended up creating opportunities for other people. The guy that ran camera for us, the photographer, my co-host, you know, like yeah. <laughs> creating it's bigger than me. This, I, these ideas are bigger than me. So that, that's the beauty of, of, of illuminating a pathway, not only for yourself, but you illuminate one for others. So yeah, this media journey started from, with, with my dad's inspiration. Um, but then it was up to me to light my own pathway, you know, and then light it for others behind me. So yeah, I, I started the show, the entertainment show, um, and then she and I went our separate, we, we were literally just doing like red carpet interviews, mm-hmm. you know, all over the city. And then we go our separate ways. And I was like, I think I want to do a talk show. These things, you know what I'm saying? It's, <laughs> it's just that simple. It's no science. I literally was like, I want to do a talk wow. show. And then I'm, and so I'm going to do the talk show. And then I was like, okay, mom and dad, I need to take all the furniture <laughs> out of your, out of your living room and put it in a truck and take it to a theater so I can do a live wow. so I can officially be a talk show. And I, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> Man, there, At the end of the day, it's just about taking chances. Yes. I, I hired a crew to film it. I put mom and dad's furniture in this theater. A hundred people came. I posted it on Facebook. A hundred people came out. I lined up nine interviews and then I just did it as like a variety mm-hmm. show. Like, okay, my next act, you know, and that was in 2013. So to to look at that, type of ambition not even fully understanding what 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 how is going to change you know the trajectory of your pathway but to do it yes man there is so (laughs) much that you're saying that you know I often question like who inspires the inspirer and I'm like okay Mm -hmm. my sis she's out here dropping gems you are totally inspiring me and there's so much that you said that I'm just like gosh this is 
these are the things that I teach day in and day out. And I, you know, people often say like, how do you find your passion? How do you, and like, literally what you just said, like, is like the roadmap. Like it's, it's, it starts with a vision. You know, I heard you say when you, when you were that little girl and you envisioned, like you saw yourself in there, like on the, you know, set and behind the screens and the cameras and everything. So you could see like, 10 years from now, I'm going to be doing this or however many years, you know, sometimes the, the picture is not clear, right? So we, we just get glimpses of it. And you said that too. We don't see exit 245 when we're on exit 199. And I think that's why so many people give up because they can't see the final product, the finished product, which we're not supposed mm -hmm. to see. You're supposed to enjoy the journey. This morning when I was in my time of prayer and meditation, I was like, Lord, let me stay present, like where I'm at now. Like, let me enjoy this right now because I'm not where I was five years ago. I'm not where I was seven years ago, 10 years ago. And so often we're like chasing, chasing, chasing that we don't stop to enjoy where we're at. And that is a big component of self-love. Like self-love is, is uh, celebrating every milestone, every success even if it doesn't look like the way you think it was supposed to look. Um, there's so many times that I, I, I'll never forget this when you were talking about the furniture, you know, taking your, your mom and dad's furniture and like setting up. I remember my first like um, interview series. I literally was a single mom, like struggling, struggling, but I knew that there was something big inside of me that I was supposed to produce. So in my, uh, my internet had ended up getting cut off because I didn't have money to pay the cable. Listen, there was a point in my time where it's like food on the table for the kids or cable for the house. And it was like, okay, food. So my internet and my cable had gotten cut off and I had planned all these interview series. And I was like, oh my God, what do I do? I went to like my local um, like little like town square area because they would give you free internet. And so I sat out there and I made it like, girl, listen, fake the funk with the nasty gunk. I know we about the same age. So you probably know. That mm -hmm. <laughs> so I just faked yes, the I funk do. and I was like, I'm outside today in this beautiful California weather, literally yep. having this like virtual interview with people, not realize, not with them, I'm not realizing. And the people around me, like people were walking past me like, oh my God, you're so inspiring. That's so cool. And I'm sitting here like, these people don't realize the reason why I'm out here is because this is the only choice I had, but I didn't want to make. Sometimes the reason why we don't live our dreams is because of our excuses. Like you have to push past all your excuses. And I, another thing that you said is like one thing I, I'm like, yes, because I always say we are often looking for validation from people that are not even valid. When the only validation we should be looking for is for ourselves. Like, I'm I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna make this. And that yes. is self-love. So as you're like building, as you continue, as you're continuing to grow and and really I'm pretty sure you're looking back and you're like, dang, I did that. Like and, and things are just moving and growing. How does this directly affect like your self-love and, and like your confidence in who you are and and then a flip side, because sometimes we get super busy as like entrepreneurs and women and wives and mothers and girlfriends or whatever, that we forget about self-care, which is a big component to self-love. So let's talk about that a little bit, like how as you were growing and things were really picking up, how because 
the ugly side of all of this is people will start like tripping, right? You might, people might fall off because I don't believe in cutting people off. I believe as you grow, people that are not supposed to be in your space will eventually fall off. So then it'll start making you think like, okay, is it me? And, and you know, things will just naturally come up. So how did you continue to practice radical self-love? And then what are some of your self-care practices as you're loving on yourself? Sure. Um, you know, I, I, as at 39, I'm all, I'm all for it, you know, but I could think when I was starting this journey or starting different chapters of this journey, I did not practice self-care. I was not, I mean, I, I could go back to being 29. I was sleeping well, you know, I was notorious for burning the candle on both ends. You know, I would work all day <laughs> and come home and, <laughs> And then, you know, try to stay up to the wee hours of the morning. You know, sometimes you're trying to, even your choices, like sometimes you, you may, you may go hang out or if you have a boyfriend, you go, you know, hang out with your boyfriend when you know there's work to do. Just So it's like about your choices too. Um, but then I could, in comparison, I'm an advocate now for resetting. Mm. I'm an advocate for mm -hmm. unplugging when I have to. I am married, you know, and um, thankfully my husband is a talk show host as well. I, I helped him start his own show and he is. Wow. Like a powerhouse himself and so a he understands because you know we're in this industry together um but secondarily um it's just mm -hmm. about having that reset time I, I i make time for everything even if it's little moments it doesn't have to be like stamped like an appointment but i i wake mm -hmm. up every day with intention for my personal life, for my professional life and that's a part of my self-care you know i may wake up if i'm feeling groggy and tired um then I then I assess what my needs for the day are, you know, and sometimes I call mm -hmm. for, no, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to take that anxiety and that pressure off myself. You know, if it's somebody that I need to connect with and say, hey, mm -hmm. today is not looking good. You know, <laughs> I know what we're supposed to do. I mean, I'm big on keeping my commitments, but I'm, I'm just as just as just as important that I take care of myself mentally and physically, um, because. I mean, how can you run yeah. if you're running on fumes? You know, if you, you know, I used to stay up all night, all night, and I can remember vividly like, I'm, I'm not going to bed tonight, and I'm, I was drinking monsters wow. and Red Bull and like all kind of stuff, like to stay up, and it's just like it's so damaging to the body. Not only are you drinking that, but it's damaging to the body. But then you're not sleeping. Then you talk about the anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like that was a lot on a, I mean, young or not, that's a lot on the body. I don't make those type of choices. I, I plan smarter. I plan better. I don't overwhelm myself. Um, I mean, I like a I like a <laughs> challenge, you know. But I also like realistic goals. I like giving myself time to do things and time to get things done. I like to honor my commitments. I don't want to pile too much on my plate. So yeah, I'll I'll do it, but I'm not gonna overwhelm myself and I that's just how I am whether I'm mm -hmm. married or not you know um so having my husband is a bonus to life but these are like principles that I practice prior I mean I've, I've been married two and a half years but these are principles that I practice so yeah self-care for me is unplugging because it's so important for me because I didn't do that mm -hmm. for most of my life I would just run and gun you know working the nine to five you get off I would eat and then, or eat dinner and I'm on, yep. a, on the computer, you know, until 12, one, two o'clock in the morning. Now you're snoozing <laughs> in the morning because you don't want to get up. Now my whole day, now I'm drinking two and three cups of coffee just to sustain. Yeah. You know what I'm so then I get home and I either do it all over again or yeah. I crash. Now I'm sleeping for six hours. You know, I'm, I go to bed at six. Now I'm up at one o'clock in the morning 
oh, I'm up, I'm wide awake, I'm gonna work. Oh, you, well, you gotta be working at eight o'clock. You know, it's just like this crazy cycle. And for what? If you break it all down, I, I can't tell you a third of the things I accomplished or I was trying to do. Like if I go back and if I if I accounted for five thousand nights I stayed up, I couldn't tell right. you why I did. What yeah. was so important? What was so important that I had to stay up to one, two, three o'clock in the morning? You know. Every now and again, you know, it calls for a late night, but it, it has to be important and memorable right. and impactful. I'm very intentional now. I'm not staying up for any, even if I'm not tired, you know, I don't have a problem. Power naps or a nap <laughs> or unplug, even not answering the phone sometimes. People will like, you got to be careful with that too. Don't somebody want to call you and sit on the phone for two or three hours? That toxic energy, the complaining. Yeah. The, <laughs> I cannot deal with your stuff right now. You know, I'm in a mental space where I need to be focused. You know, I need to be intentional and I can't be intentional if I'm listening to you for two hours today, you know, but you know what? I'm going to schedule a time to call you back. You know, it won't be today, but you know what? Saturday, I don't have much going on. I'm going to call her back Saturday. Hey girl, you know, sorry, you got, sorry, you got all that going on. I will call you on Saturday. That's good. You don't have to feel guilty. You don't have to feel stressed. You communicate it. No, yep. everybody's okay. We survived. And you didn't have to have your energy zapped because sometimes you listen to that stuff. You ingest all that, you know, that into your spirit. I just don't like what it comes back out to. And it affects my bottom line. It affects my productivity for the day. You know, it's, it's one phone call could turn it easily Easy. two hours. You know, you know? That, that we are definitely <laughs> kindred spirits because um, my Restore program, week one is like reset. That's what it's called. And I, I teach the women how to do like a hard reset on their life. And to be, a, and then I talk to them about energy drainers and energy givers. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Mm. Like, we have to be aware of the people that zap our energy. And then we also need to make sure that we're connecting to people that give to us, that are given, that are feeding us and not just taking from us. So this is everything that you're saying is so good. And con- congratulations on being a newlywed. I'm going to guesstimate that you got married somewhere between July and August because I am also two and a half years married. So we got married July 6th. When, you, when did you get married? 22nd. Oh. Of 2018? 2018. July 22nd, uh-huh. 2018? I got married June 10th, oh 2018. Come on, twin sister. <laughs> that is amazing. Oh, and you know what is so yes, cool about is. what you were saying is my husband is also, he's a business owner. So he gets it, right? Like if, because as a creative, you do have those moments. Like there's some nights that I can't sleep because it's like something is, and I have to get it out. And if I don't get it out, I'm going to be tossing and turning. So he gets it. Like he gets like me getting up at two, three in the morning, but then me coming back to bed or like this Saturday, I needed to just like reset and I couldn't get out of bed until like 10. And he was like, he gets it because he's also a business owner. And I do believe that that's self-love. That's self-love when you attract to somebody that's on the same wavelength as you. And you're not trying to like pull people up and make people be what you feel like you need them to be just because they fine or just because, you know, they're, you know, you, you've always liked them, <laughs> but you're like, no, um, I need to be with somebody that um, their, their passion and their path is parallel to my visions and my dreams. It doesn't mean that it'll always line up, but self-love is knowing that you're going to love yourself enough 
to continue to stay on your path, like the calling that was set before you. And then the other thing that you said that I thought was so dope um, and a scripture came to my mind is um, uh, the blessings of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. So although in the beginning process and even in the middle and sometimes at the end, there's the grind, you know, where you have to work hard, you, you have to do those things. But then um, there should come up to a point where it's just ease. Like you don't feel like you're just grinding, 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 you know, but when you're just kind of flowing, when, when everything just flows and everything just makes sense. And, yep. and when you get to that point, like you could practice the radical self-care, you could practice the radical self-love and to kind of like really put a pin in, in this conversation, even if things don't work out because I know that there's people probably listening and they're like, yeah, that's dope. I'm glad everything is working out for you guys. But I tried, you know, I, I live my passion. I live my dream and things flopped. That still doesn't mean that you're not worth love or you're not worth, you know, celebrating or you're not because there are things in your life that work. And sometimes we only focus on the negative and we don't see all the things that we were successful at that did come to pass that did, you know, produce good fruit in our life so you know that's just something I wanted to share but I really wanted to get into this film like I just could tell it's gonna be good it's going to be juicy <laughs> I I love a good love story um so our community uh spotlight segment I love to highlight people that are doing great things in the community. And you are definitely one, sis. Like, you are out here really living your dreams and your passions, like empowering uh, women of color, empowering uh, married couples, uh, just to continue to practice radical self-love and to find that love that they deserve. So tell us a little bit more about this film and how we could view it. Sure. Um, the film comes out on Saturday. I'm super excited. It's called Dare to Love. It's a short love story about um, a young, engaged couple, Black couple, who are struggling to find common ground as they navigate toward marriage. And um, just a little backstory on it. Um, the David is the main character, and David is a entrepreneur. You know, um, he's working hard to launch a tech company and you know, build himself up, and he's engaged to um, an amazing writer, freelance writer, and she is is ready for all mm -hmm. things love, all things future, and um, she is, you know, excited about the wedding, excited about planning the wedding, excited about her future, and um, he is, he is, um, he is ready <laughs> to love, <laughs> um, but he, he is not ready to plan. <laughs> the future and so um, there's the conflict there and I wrote that because it's it's um he's not ready she's ready and so we watch them kind of navigate their way through self-love through what's important and it's called dare to love because they're both in a position where like they have to dare to make the right choice they have to dare to mm -hmm. choose themselves sometimes you have to choose yourself yeah. over someone else you know Everybody isn't for, I could think of, I could think of at least about four or five boyfriends over the last 20 years right. that I mm -hmm. thought I was going to marry. 
Right. I mean, you couldn't tell me like this wasn't my forever. <laughs> like this man is my forever. And he and, and right. my, but he wasn't. You see what I'm saying? Like I didn't marry any of these fools. So 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 if I thought that, you know, it I it, 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 technically I reached a point in all of those relationships where I realized yeah. I had to choose what I wanted. I had to choose my way, my pathway. I had to choose myself first over those relationships. And I think even I could even think of a few of them that I'm a thousand percent confident that if I got married to him, right? I probably would be miserable. You see what I'm saying? Like, for, because I didn't choose myself or I didn't choose what was best for me. You know, I, I went along. Sometimes you could do that. You go along and you know it's not right. You're settling or you know it's not right, but you go along with it because you want the happily ever after. You want the future. You know, mm-hmm. you're ready to get this show on the road. I'm not getting any younger. Like, <laughs> You know, it's, it's hard out here. Like, whatever your reasons are. I'm sick of being the, the single friend. Like, whatever your reasons are, I want what my parents have. Like, whatever that thing is that is pushing you to, you know, settle or, you know, take less than what you deserve or what you want. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a love story, but it's also more and more than anything. It's about self-love from both sides. They both have to love themselves first as they figure out what they want and and what's best. So yeah. we get to see them try, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which yeah. we all try. You always try, you know, and sometimes so so tune in so you can see, you know, not only how they navigate, but how the story ends. And if, you know, they were able to navigate their way through it, you know, oh, um, this or if they choose like themselves. It's going to be good. <laughs> I love a good love story with all the drama. <laughs> Me too. I am such a fan. Yeah, you know what? And one another thing that I want to highlight is I have a strong um woman to woman relationship. It's my lead uh, relationship with her sister. And I really wanted to showcase a positive um relationship between two women, you know, all too often on television and film. You know, you you know, the a lot of the popular yep. shows, it's about the, you know, the the cat, the cackling, the fighting, you know, your the B word this and that, and it's just you know not a space for you know healthy relationships. You know, it doesn't cultivate yes. healthy relationships between women. You know, um, and in watching that and getting that in your spirit and your ear, you know, and you know, you know, or or it also has an effect on the relationships that you have with the women in your life. You just don't know like what you, when you watch something or you hear something, your your exposure to something, how it can impact you even like without you really even thinking about it and impact. So yeah, I was big on creating um, characters Uh that people could glean from, um, that people could relate to. um, But more importantly, that people could take pride in, especially black people could take pride in this, set of characters that were not right um, cursing at each other or you know that could handle conflict even if I'm mad at you you know I'm mad at you I'm upset with you you know I don't really like you right now you know but that just never grounds for disrespect and so I would I'm not interested in yeah I feel like I could create drama without real life situations (laughs) that's what I hear I hear that this is going to be something that's real and relatable. Yes. Yeah. Real life. Yes, it is real life. It is my real life. It is parts of my real life. It is parts of the real lives of people that I know. It is stories that we all can relate to in some capacity. You know, I want people to watch this. Lovers of Black love. 
um, people, lovers of people, you know, um, lovers of Black history, and just yeah. just that it's a story about two people, and it's it's a it's a love story um, about two people, you know, and I, I like that it's a Black love story, but I also like that it's a story mm-hmm. of two people because I want to normalize our stories, you know, our our stories should be normal. Come on, I'm like Black history stories, you know, we're yes. normal. We're store with people. <laughs> Um, we want to just, um, I, all of her information will definitely be in the show notes uh, where you could find her, where you can stay connected and where you could view this amazing, amazing uh, love story. It's a short film. We want to support one another, not because she's a black woman, but because she has created something powerful. We want to support each other. So as I say every Tuesday, make sure that you are continuing to live a life to inspire and not impress. Make sure you are turning your trials into treasures. Make sure you are lifting as you climb and make sure you are living a life fully restored. Love you. Miss you. Bye-bye.